Welcome to Nakubo in Brief, a podcast series from the National Association of College and University Business Officers. I'm President and CEO John Walda, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in today. Our mission with this podcast is to help our listeners better understand the challenges that face the business of higher education. Our hope is that you walk away with a stronger sense of the trends, policies, legislative, and regulatory issues that may impact campuses today and in the future. You can find resources for today's episode, as well as a wide variety of educational tools at www.nakubo.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Nakubo in Brief. My name is Megan Strand. I'm your host for today. Thanks so much for being here. I'm excited to be joined once again by Leslie McBain, who's Assistant Director for Research and Policy Analysis for Nakubo, as well as a new guest, Lindsay Waite, who is Assistant Director for Research and Policy Analysis, also for Nakubo. And these two ladies are going to share a bit about Nakubo's tuition discounting study that's just released. Welcome, ladies. Thanks so much. Leslie, I'm wondering if you could start us off by telling us what tuition discounting is and why it's important for colleges and universities. Generally, tuition discounting is defined as schools' strategic use of institutional grant and scholarship aid to enroll more undergraduate students who may be unwilling or unable to pay the published tuition and fees at a particular college. These institutional grants are used to lower or discount the tuition and fee price that students ultimately pay. For example, the listed tuition price of the school might be $30,000, but the student gets an institutional grant of $15,000. Thus, the discount for the student is 50%. Many four-year colleges use tuition discounting, but the focus is often on private nonprofit schools since they generally have higher listed tuition prices and a larger share of their funding comes from students' and families' tuition payments. So by using tuition discounting strategies, colleges and universities direct their institutional grants to aid those students who might otherwise be unable or unwilling, as I said before, to pay the full tuition and fee price. The strategies can help institutions increase enrollment or retention of undergraduates. Now, these grants may be awarded based on student financial need, which is determined when students apply for financial aid at their schools, or based on academic merit or other non-need criteria such as athletics or artistic ability. So, Lindsay, why does Nakubo study tuition discounting? First, a little bit of history. Uh, Nakubo began the National Study on Tuition Discounting Practices in 1994, um, and the purpose was to measure institutional tuition discount rates, as well as other indicators of institutional grant aid awards provided to undergraduates who attended private, nonprofit, or independent colleges and universities. And this study provides valuable data and information for chief business officers at private institutions since the study looks at tuition discounting from the point of view of institutions and institutional finances. So a little more specifically, the study answers these questions. First, what effect does institutional grant aid expenditures have on college and university finances? And what share of students receive institutional grants and how large are the grants relative to the listed price of tuition and fees? Our newest study looks at the final discount rates for the academic year 2015-16 as of the fall of 2015 and preliminary preliminary estimates for 2016-17 as of the fall 2016. 
In addition, the study provides trend data over the last few years to allow readers to see trends in the discount rates and practices. And that's probably the most exciting part. So Leslie, maybe you could tell us a little bit about the trends that you're seeing with tuition discount rates. And also let us know if the trends are different for different types of schools, like small colleges, as compared to large research universities. Well, as we see in the TDS over time, the tuition discount rates have risen. In 2015, the average discount rate for first-time full-time freshmen reached 48% and climbed to an estimated 49.1% in 2016. That's the highest recorded in the history of the TDS. The discount rate for all undergraduates in 2016 rose to an estimated 44.2%, which is also an all-time high. Now, the trends do vary by types of institutions. Over recent years, small institutions have consistently had the highest average discount rates for freshmen. These rates are estimated to have jumped from nearly 46% in 2011 to roughly 51% in 2016. By contrast, research institutions' average freshman discount rate in 2011 was almost 41%, and in 2016, it's estimated to be a little over 44%. While the comprehensive institution's freshman discount rate was almost 39% in 2011. In 2016, it's estimated to be 42%, which is dropping slightly from 2015. The average institutional discount rates for all undergraduates show a similar pattern over time, with the small institutions also having higher rates than comprehensive doctoral and research universities. So Nakubo also studies college and university endowments. Lindsay, can you talk about the relationship between institutional grants and endowments and tuition discount rates? Yeah, of course. Uh, First, I'd like to just say that college and university endowments often can and do serve as a source of funding for institutional aid. Now, I know that institutions with endowments greater than $1 billion receive a lot of press due to their size, Uh, but to give some further context about this, the average endowment among U.S. colleges and universities participating in the 2016 Nakubo Common Fund Study of Endowments was about $640 million, while the median was only $116 million. So most colleges and universities have relatively small endowments. Uh, Institutions' endowment size typically corresponds to the share of grant dollars meeting students' financial need. So in 2015-16, institutions with endowments greater than $1 billion used about 91% of their institutional grant dollars to meet student need, compared with about 74% at schools with endowments below $25 million. Uh, In addition, there appears to be a positive relationship between an institution's total endowment and the percentage of institutional grants funded by endowment earnings. So survey respondents with more than $1 billion in total endowed funds reported that their endowments provided about 35.3% of their institutional grant funds in 2015-16, compared with only 5.8% at institutions with endowments of less than $25 million. Uh, But I should say, uh, even at institutions with the largest endowments, the vast majority of institutional grant aid is unfunded, meaning that a dedicated revenue source does not support the bulk of aid expenditures. We also have heard a lot about merit aid. So, Lindsay, I'm wondering if you could tell us what merit aid is and how much of institutional grants or tuition discounts are awarded based on merit. Yeah, that's a great question. 
Uh, merit aid is institutional scholarship uh, or grant aid based on some other criterion than financial need as determined by financial aid forms. So for example, if a student has a particular artistic, musical, or athletic talent, or has a qualifying grade point average for an academic scholarship, they could earn a merit award based on one or more of those criteria. However, it's important to remember that a merit aid award can also be used to meet students' financial need. So TDS data have shown that in the past several years that institutions have been using the majority of their merit aid to meet student financial need, uh, which blurs the line of distinction between these two aid categories. So when we look at this study, on average, 40.7% of each institution's 2015 grant dollars were awarded solely on the basis of students' demonstrated financial need. About 21.5% were merit-based dollars that did not meet students' financial need. And another 37.8% were awarded on the basis of merit, but were received by students who had some level of financial need. So on average, when you combine the need-based aid with the merit-based aid that's used to meet students' financial need, 78.5% of total institutional grant aid awarded in 2015 was used to meet students' financial need. So this really goes back to the point about blurring the distinction between those two categories. Absolutely. I can see how that would be a complicated equation. Leslie, you had mentioned earlier that tuition discount rates are rising. Are the increases related in any way to changes in private college and universities' net tuition revenue? Well, the first thing is that net tuition revenue has been extremely volatile over the past decade. Revenue declined sharply during the height of the recession in 2008, and it was followed by a slight recovery in 2012. Since 2012, however, net revenue has grown at very low annual rates. Between 2015 and 16, growth in net revenue is estimated to have slowed from 1.5% to just 0.4% in current dollars, which is down from 2.1% in 2012. 2014. Ideally, gross tuition and fee dollars received by the institution should rise faster than the grant aid paid out to students. That way, your new revenue covers the cost of the discounts. So the grant dollars rising faster than the revenue can result in net revenue declines. Sounds like the institutions are facing lots of challenges when it comes to tuition discounting. Leslie, what are some examples of tuition discounting strategies that provide private colleges and universities that were used in 2016? About 71% of institutions focused on recruitment and another 69% focused on retention strategies. The financial aid strategies, for example, changing how financial aid packages are put together accounted for nearly... 63% of responses. A total of 33% of responses involve changing or adding academic programs. Changing or adding campus facilities, which is a new question this year based on previous free responses, was a strategy for 22% of responding institutions. And Lindsay, I guess the obvious question would be, are these rising rates sustainable? What challenges are CBOs and other campus leaders facing as a result of these rising discount rates? Yeah, so I'm just going to start off uh, with saying that there are indeed challenges. 
Uh, so the rising discount rates combined with larger demographic shifts in the U.S., for example, a lower 18 to 24-year-old college-going population um, and larger domestic and international issues affecting campus, for instance, uh, recent concern by international students about shifts in U.S. policy, uh, those do present challenges for chief business officers and their campus leaders. Uh, but understanding that all of this ties back to individual campus context is important. And so we did ask participants in the study to consider the, the sustainability of tuition discounting practices. Um, while many respondents qualified their answers with comments about how short and long-term sustainability ultimately depended on how well their various institutional strategies to increase net revenue worked, 43.9% um, expected that their institutional tuition discounting strategy to be sustainable over the long term. Uh, and an additional 31.5% indicated that they thought that tuition discounting at their institutions would be sustainable in the short term, but not the long term. And that leaves only 8.7% considered that their school's tuition discounting practices to be unsustainable. So overall, campuses are saying that this practice is sustainable. Well, thank you both so much, Leslie and Lindsay, for joining me today to talk about this new tuition discounting study. This is fantastic information, and I'm sure there's much, much more contained within the report. Thanks so much. You can find out more about today's episode by visiting the distance learning section of nakubo.org. The tuition discounting study is also available at the homepage of nakubo.org. And be sure to subscribe to Nakubo in Brief in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts so that you'll get the latest episodes instantly. And on behalf of Leslie, Lindsay, and myself, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Nakubo in Brief. Nakubo in Brief.